Every company has breakdowns in their revenue process. Sure thing deals slip into next quarter, competitors creep in and swipe deals away at the last minute, and deals getting single threaded that don't get to power. These are just a few examples of revenue leak, but there are a ton more, and they're preventing your team from reaching their sales targets. That's why I'm such a big fan of Clary's revenue platform. It's the only tool that actually helps leaders take control of their revenue and thrive through any market conditions, especially when things get tough. You can't afford to miss a single detail, but you also can't be leading by gut. Clary combines the science and the art of sales and sales leadership. So go to Clary.com if you want to answer the most important question in your business. Are you going to meet, beat, or miss on revenue? Welcome to the Live Better, Sell Better podcast with your host, Kevin Dorsey of Inside Sales Excellence, the number one Patreon group and YouTube channel for tech sellers and tech sales leaders, where we dive in deep for tactical advice on how to book more meetings, close more deals faster, and lead sales teams to success. But we don't stop there. We also focus on the person in salesperson. We talk about mindset, goals, time management, and so much more. So thank you for listening. And if you're interested, head on over to patreon.com slash inside sales excellence. Now with that, grab a notepad, get ready, and let's dive into the good stuff. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Live Better, Sell Better podcast. This is your host, Kevin Dorsey, a.k.a. KD. And we are going to talk about routines today. And oftentimes routines make people think of something boring or a habit or a checklist, but oftentimes we drastically overlook the power a positive morning and evening routine can have on far more than just our personal health, right? If you do these things, you can have more energy, you can have more focus, which then carry over into our professional lives and ideally into our sales lives which is why I'm so pumped to have Melissa Gaglione on the call today. She's an AE at Live Person, former SDR, and you know how I feel about my former SDRs, but also a former teacher, first grade of all things. And she's here to talk to us about routine, but how it makes her a better seller, better teacher, and I'm going to guess just a better overall person. Melissa, welcome to the show. Hi, Kevin. Nice to be here. Thank you so much for having me today. I, I am pumped. You came highly recommended. And then when I pinged you for the topic, you nailed some things that I love <laughs> to talk about. So we're going to dive in here. Now, I'm going to break my own rule. I told you this mm-hmm. before recording. Like, I don't normally do backstories. I don't normally go backwards. I'm always about tactics. But I love the fact you were a former teacher. And mm-hmm. so what I'm going to open with here, what are things that you think salespeople could learn from elementary school teachers? Absolutely. Surprisingly, a lot. And you can even ask a first grader, and I'm sure that they will tell you to be positive, to smile, and probably to have a routine. Mm -hmm. And that's because routines allow people to actually focus on what's important to them. And when you focus on what's important, or if you just focus on something specific, that specific thing is going to grow. So whether that's a relationship or maybe it's your sales process or maybe it's, you know, 
maintaining a house or training your dog, whatever you put focus on is going to grow. So being a former teacher, everything was a routine, right? You wake up, you have, you go to work and right away the kids come in. My kids used to come in at 7.15 screaming, super loud kids. I had to take a power energy drink every morning just so I could be just as loud because I want them excited about the day. And from 7.15 to 2.30, you're on a strict routine. You need to make sure that you're teaching the right subjects at the right time, making sure that you're staying to schedule because if you're not, the kids are going to suffer. So having that responsibility so early on in a career influenced me to make sure that, hey, morning routines, even afternoon routines, and even night routines are really important because it allows you to stay consistent, but also achieve all the other things that you want to do. So for example, if I didn't have the morning routine that I had, then, or that I have, then would I be able to randomly go meet one of my friends out for drinks after work or something like that? It just allows me to actually have more freedom rather than uh, feel like I'm all over the place doing this and that. And, oh man, I forgot to change the laundry out or, oh, I can't go meet up with my friend because I have X amount of things that I need to do. So having those routines literally allows you just to have more freedom. It's not to constrain you. It's to allow you to have more fun and do more things and be around the people that you want to be around. And that's something I think people miss all the time is they hear structure and they think restricting. When actually structure provides the flexibility to be free, to have more free time because you're actually structured in it. And funny enough, and I've talked about this a lot, I think this is why a lot of people struggle when they first get into their work life because things have been so structured for so long. All through grade school, showed up at a certain time, class was taught at a certain time, you knew what you had to learn, you went and did it. You get to high school, class is a certain time, you're told what to do, you do it college and then all of a sudden you get into the real world and it's like Mm -hmm. hey so like show up and get your job done and we're like wait but when and how so like I love this idea of structure for students and how it plays over so I guess how do you structure your day as well like as a salesperson do you structure your day also it has it has to be really fluid just Mm -hmm. because the days can often change Um, so you just, you have to be fluid with it. And a lot of these tactics, a lot of these things that I've learned is from um, my mentor, Brandon Fluharty. And these are a lot of the things that he preaches practices. And really all that I did was just take his suggestions and tweak them for ways that they could help me because we're not the same, but we do similar things and we want to live a similar life. But at the end of the day, like, You know, I have different responsibilities, so I need to make sure that those things get done. Um, So you definitely want to be fluid throughout your days um, and adjust accordingly. But just under even just understanding that you can't control everything. Mm -hmm. And so there are certain times of the day where it's going to be structured, like my mornings and other times of the day where I have to be fluid 
and I have to, you know, sometimes take a meeting that just got thrown on my calendar or, oh man, I just got assigned this new account and it's really exciting. So I do want to prioritize that one today. Um, or maybe, you know, a prospect calls me back and, you know, they want to move faster in the deal. So I have to adjust. So it really does. You have, you just have to be open-minded, right? You have to understand, look, I'm going to try my best to have structure during these times of the days. For me, it's before work and after work because I can control those times. During work, you can control the most that you can, but let's be real, like just as if I was teaching. If I needed to go to PE and I had a, a student who, you know, was having a mental like breakdown and they were, you know, losing it, then I had to adjust. You have to make these quick moments of going, okay, this might not work today. Let me take a step back. Let me see what I need to do, evaluate the situation, prioritize the situation, and then execute. And that's really what I learned a lot when I was teaching was you, you don't have time to, to say, wait, this isn't according to plan. I have to adjust. And so understanding that you're, you're going to have to adjust during the day is, is also important. Um, and it's not a failure either if it doesn't go according to plan. Like it's not. And it's like, and I think that's where we try to box ourselves in so much is like either it was a perfect day or it wasn't. And if yeah. one thing goes wrong, we'll just throw away the whole day. It's like, hey, yeah. that was just one thing that went wrong. You can still get back on track. And before we get into the actual routine, so I want to break this down. Also, shout outs to Flu Hardy. He was on the show um, a couple months ago, dropped some mm -hmm. gems for sure. Um, anything else that you think are skills that teachers have that have helped you be a sales, a better salesperson outside of just structure? Like, what are some of the things that make a great teacher that you think also carry over into being a great salesperson? Yeah. I mean, so much. And sometimes when I, I just want to shake people and be like, isn't it obvious? What is sales? You're educating people. Like, what are you doing all day long? You are teaching and educating. And especially with what I do, I sell conversational AI. Like, what is that? <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a complex term. Um, and you have to educate the market on what you're selling. Mm -hmm. And when you look at it as, look, I always start my calls and I tell them, I used to teach elementary school. And so my goal today is just to teach you something. And that's all I want to do every day. And it's really cool because not only do I get to teach them, but teaching can also help influence them. And I, and I challenge them, you know, Hey, I, I sell conversational AI. I sell messaging and automation, right? We believe that you should be able to message with your customers and your customers can message with you just as they do with friends and family. Right. I want to change their minds about going the regular call center route of one-to-one, -one, these long phone calls. Right. So I need to educate and I need to challenge them. And what did, what did I do as a teacher? I did exactly that. I would educate. I would challenge them. I would want them to think differently. Hey, that's great that you got from A to B, but is there another way to go there, to get there? How can we do that? And, um, you know, I think number one is just teaching. Mm -hmm. It's a huge skill that I love. I, I'm happy that I get to do it every day, um, just in a different type of setting. 
Um, I also think questioning. So for when I was a teacher, right, I really needed to take a student and evaluate them on the spot. You know, I needed to understand what their comprehension level was at. You know, do they know the words? Are they fluent? And I had to really analyze that student and say, okay, this is the reading level that they're at. And now how do I get them to the level that they're supposed to be at? I primarily taught in low-income areas. And so the majority of my students, unfortunately, um, were were lower um, than what they were supposed to be. In fact, like 75% of my class was supposed to fail at the end of the year. And only like 12% did. So that was a big win. But you have to understand, you know, what does this person know? What's their prior knowledge? And how can I add to it and ask the right question? So any discovery call, I'm analyzing that person. I'm trying to understand, hey, how much do you know, not just about live person, but contact centers, messaging, automation. What do you know about AI bots? What do you know about bot tuning? You know, and I'm, I'm asking those, those questions, but analyzing it and we're then like, you know, adding upon it, teaching them more. So definitely asking the right questions, analyzing in real time um, are really strong, strong skills that I learned as a teacher. You know, it hardest job in the world teaching. Let me tell you, hardest okay. job in the world. Like, thank, you. <laughs> thank you. So this is, uh, man, we actually could do the whole episode on this topic. We're going to get through <laughs> teams, but like I love former teachers as salespeople. Absolutely love them. Every single one I have ever had has succeeded in the sales role. And I think it's because of some of the things that you talked about. They ask phenomenal questions. They're also more patient. They tend to be more intuitive. They understand structure and routine, but also gritty. And I have had this conversation with my salespeople, right? Because you ask the sales industry, right? Like we're gritty. Mm -hmm. I'm like, look, you pick up a phone and you talk to people. That is not gritty. Try showing up every morning at 7 a.m. for a classroom full of students that are dealing with home life issues and income issues. Maybe they ate, maybe they didn't. They're expected to fail that class and you have to be their guide for nine months. That's grit. And so like, I just want to give you the personal shout out for that because that is amazing. And that's hard work. What we do in sales is challenging. It's not hard work compared to corralling 30 first graders. I got one first grader. And that's enough for me, you know? So just, just props to you for real. Like, just know you have my utmost respect for what you've done and what you are doing now. Cause that's such a cool thing to, to you. know and hear. So now let's make this pivot to routines, right? So we kind of talked about this before. There's like a morning routine and an evening routine, which I think is such a great way to bookend the day. So let's talk about the morning routine first, right? So like, and we can either walk through what yours is or what are elements of a successful morning routine in your eyes? Like what should people consider starting their day with to kind of set the tone for the rest of the day? Yeah, for sure. I mean, success is going to change for for everyone. Everyone's going to have a different opinion on what a successful day is. And in all honesty, um, I think even just just you have to be kind, you have to be kind to yourself. Okay. Yeah. You, you can't hold yourself to this wild expectation that you're going to work out, do yoga. Um, do a spin class and clean your kitchen all within like, you know, 45 minutes, like, you know, whatever it is that, that, that you might, you might make this really long list and say, I'm going to do all of this. And then you only get two things done like that. That's, 
that hurts more than it helps. That's a, that's a phrase that I say often. It's something that I've always lived by. Is this hurting me or is this helping me? And when something I realize is hurting me more than helping me, then I need to make some sort of a change, right? So when you're doing your morning routine, you have to be mindful of what is helping me and what is hurting me. My outlook, my thoughts, how I'm treating it, is it helping me or is it hurting me? Am I looking at my morning routine as a chore? That's probably going to hurt. Or am I looking at my morning routine as my time, which for me, it's my time. My fiance knows, don't bother me during my time. Like it is my time. Okay. And it's my time to get ahead. It's my time to start the day off. Right. It's my time to maintain all of the things that I need to maintain in order for me to be successful during the day. Um, so it's all about your outlook. So I was never huge into the morning routines. When I was a teacher, I, I focused primarily more on physical morning routines. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had kids in my face at 7.15. So that meant that I had to leave my house by 4.30 to get to the gym, work out in the mornings. I would shower at the gym, get ready, and then go to work because I needed to get there at least 30 minutes before the kids were there. You, you just need that time. Mm-hmm. So I, was, I, w- I only had really most time just physically to, to take care of myself. And so to honestly have this luxury of, I work from home, right? I, I typically don't start working till 9am, which is a huge, huge, huge luxury. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. And so I have to take advantage of that, right? Like this, this was something that I've wished for and now I have it. So if I, if I sleep till 845, then that's a, that's bad. Like that's not bad, but what a, it's silly. Like no, do something (laughs) like take advantage of this time. Like we're so lucky to have this. So do something with it. And so once I started to not just focus physically, not just focus on my body, but focus on, I I do it in in little segments. So I focused on my mind, my body, um, my relationships and my space. And that's what I focus on in my mornings. I want to touch at least one of those in the mornings Um, And if I can't, you know, get through all of it, then that's, that's fine. Like, Mm -hmm. that's fine. You know, that be kind to yourself. It's, it's okay. Um, So I actually, I have it right here because I just wanted to show it to you. Um, But I started really focusing on this when I was in a really big rut as an SDR. I really wasn't hitting quota. I was really confused. I was really frustrated and I kept failing every day or feeling like I was failing. And so I said, you know what? I don't have too much control over everything. So what can I control? Well, I can control my mornings more and I can control what happens after work. So how about I start there? And so in the beginning, you know, I might've had a really bad day, but like, at least my laundry was done. Yeah. That was nice. At least my kitchen was clean. At least I remembered to take out the chicken. So that way I have a meal later tonight. Like those little things that if you have a bad day and if those things aren't done, like it just makes it worse, you know? Mm-hmm. So why not be kinder and easier to myself and do those things while I can in the mornings? So during that time, I picked up the morning sidekick journal. This is what it looks like. It's a brownish cover. This is my third journal. Um, I love it. 
so much. Some people need something like this. Other people don't. For me, I'm someone who, um, you know, has ADD. I'm all over the place. So I need structure, you know, so I needed to put structure in place for me. And this morning sidekick journal, just, it allows me to plan out my morning the night before. So I typically have a very similar routine where I'll do some sort of workout. I'll either do the Peloton, but to be honest, I have a home gym here. So I've been, I've been doing more of like my home gym stuff, not so much the Peloton as much, just trying, you know, be stronger, (laughs) focused on that right now. (laughs) So, um, I'll plan out, you know, the night before and I do a early day or a late day. So early days are 645. That's, that's really not that early compared to what I was doing. You know, I used to be in the classroom by that time. So I'm still giving, I still have that luxury to sleep until 645 and that's an early day. Mm -hmm. And then a late day is 715. So to be honest, this morning was a late day. It was a 715 late day because yesterday I went out to dinner with some of my girlfriends and I had already worked out four times this week. So I said, you know what, Friday, I can do a little late day. I can sleep till 715. And I gave that gift to myself. So typically in the mornings, I'll do some sort of workout, um, whether it's strength, cardio or yoga. Um, One of those, sometimes I'm able to do two of those, but I also always do a kitchen clean. So I like to set timers for things. I have my Apple watch on me at all times. Mm -hmm. And if I don't set a timer, then I'll clean my kitchen for 45 minutes. Like I just will. And my morning is gone. So I have to set a timer and it's crazy. When you set a timer for things, you become like a ninja and you become so much faster at that. And so setting timers was something that I did all the time with my students. I was just going to say, I was just going to say, I was like, I can guarantee that happened in the classroom. That's awesome. Keep, keep going. All the time. I mean, you have to, because otherwise it helps the kids stay on task. But I mean, it also helped me stay on task. Mm-hmm. Look, we have 10 minutes to get this, this assignment done. Or in 10 minutes, we're going to PE. So, you know, it also helps prepare the children to know, okay, we're going to transition where, or I have this much time to get it done. Well, we're the, we're the same as kids. We think mm-hmm. the same way. If we only have 10 minutes to get it done, then we'll get it done in those 10 minutes. I right. That. I love that. So I totally love to set timers and it's cool because I just say it out loud, which is, I don't even have to press buttons. I just say it out loud, like set timer 10 minutes to my, I don't, to my thing, to my watch. And like, I'm just talking out loud and it works. So I set my timer. I clean my kitchen. After I do my 10 minute clean, I'll go and I'll work out. I like to read in the mornings, but I have these like four or five things that I like to do in the mornings, but I'm flexible with it. Mm -hmm. So some mornings, you know, I want to throw the laundry in. Or some mornings I'm like, you know what, maybe I should just clean out the fridge and I plan it out the day before. So I know if I have to empty the dishwasher in the morning, then I'm going to pencil that in. And that's, that's in my, my time, but it's nice because then I can say, all right, is tomorrow going to be an early day or a late day? Am I just planning to do yoga and empty the dishwasher? Okay. Like, let me sleep till seven 15. Or am I planning to drop my dog off at daycare, empty the dishwasher, do a strength workout and read? then let me do an early day. And you can kind of set the expectation the night before of what you're going to accomplish in that morning. And again, if it's not perfect, be kind to yourself. At least you're trying, like at least you're doing it. 
And, and it's I want to jump in there real quick because this has come up a few times. We've talked about. It. I think it's a really important point of like, like how did you learn to be kind to yourself? Because I think oftentimes, right, people like they 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 do they set this standard and then they try to do it and they fail. And then they beat themselves up for it, which really just only reinforces to the brain like, well, I'm not going to try that again. Like yeah. you made me feel bad about it. So like. I guess it's kind of like a two-part question that I'm curious, like, you know, either one, like, how did you learn to be kind or how do you balance the kind of in-between of like, am I being kind or am I being easy on myself? Like, yeah. cause I also can be really kind. You're like, you know what? I'm going to be kind to myself and I'm, I'm going to just not do it. Cause that's being kind to me versus, <laughs> you know, giving the leeway. So does the question make sense? Do you get kind of what yeah. I'm going at there? Like, how do you handle that? For sure. It, it definitely took some time, right? It, it, you just have to kind of be honest with yourself, right? Am I being lazy or am I, or do I, did I earn this? You know, did I earn to, to just do yoga this morning? Did I earn that? Um, and again, like I said before, I said how I worked out four times this week already. So I knew I could have a late day on Friday. So I set myself up to have that late day on Friday. I earned it in my eyes. Now, if I didn't work out this week, then, you know, Melissa, it wasn't your best week. Mm -hmm. What happened? Is it me? Is it, is it other things getting in the way? Like you have to reflect. And if, if you're saying like, Oh, you know what? I was just lazy. Then, you know, don't be that kind to yourself. Like (laughs) recognize that it's an effort thing. Um, not a strive thing, you know, recognize that it's an effort thing. Am I giving this my best effort? And if not, then, you know, you can, you can be a little tougher on yourself. You can give yourself some discipline for sure. Um, and I, I think that for me, a big differentiator was when I, I did fall off a little bit, not too much to be honest, but I did fall off a little bit. So I needed to get some sort of accountability in there. I needed some sort of tracker. And so I'll show you this one. This one's from January. Um, But I have this bar graph tracker, which is great for kids, by the way. Um, And you'll see that I have all these habits that I'm trying to track based off of my mind, body, space, and relationships. And so at the end of each month, I can look at this and I'm looking at January and out of the 31 days in January, I meditated for 28 of those days. Like that's really good. Right. Mm -hmm. But if I go back to other months, it's going to be less than that. So for me, tracking this all and coloring in these boxes and going, okay, like I meditated 28 times last month. Like that's great. What's the next skill that I want to focus on? And maybe it's doing more reading. So that way I I focus on that skill. Wherever you put your focus in is what's going to grow. So maybe I'm going to focus on reading. But honestly, this this kept me clear and going, okay, am I fooling myself? Am I being lazy? Or am I just, do I need to change what I'm doing in the mornings? Like, why am I failing? What do I need to adjust? And that's where being kind to yourself is, is, is recognizing, okay, am I, being too hard on myself or am I making this too hard for me or am I just being lazy and it's okay if you are, but make a change. Mm -hmm. So if you're being too hard on yourself, you have to make a change somewhere. Like you should be happy with yourself. 
for sure. Okay. No, I think that I wanted to call that out because I think that's a place that people do either they they go on either side. Either they're way too hard on themselves, or they are. They are too easy. Where it's like, oh, I earned this, right? You know, I worked hard today, so you know what? I've earned this. And it's like, well, did you? Yeah. Really? Like, did yeah. you really, or are you just saying that? So, okay. And I love the categories: mind, body, relationship, space. And the space is that kind. Do of, you mean like kind of like, like the kitchen or like just the the space around? Is that where that's yeah. been falling in? Yeah, just because I live where I work, and me and my fiance, we both work and live in the same house. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, in order for me to have a clear mind working, I just need to have my space clean. Yeah. It doesn't have to be immaculately clean, but it needs to be clean. Um, so that way I'm not sitting here working and thinking about, oh my gosh, I have so many dishes I need to do. Or like, oh, the, that these towels are terrible. You know, that right. that's what goes on in my head. So whatever it is that goes on in your head when you're working, maybe that's something that you prioritize in the mornings. If you're sitting there working and you're like, man, I should really go for a walk, but I have to get this get these dials in, or I have to, you know, finish this, this deck. Well, maybe you should have walked in the morning or after work and make time for those things. So that way you're not sitting there at work mad or stressed or anxious because you have the time for it. You just have to plan it a little bit more. I like that. I like that a lot. And then let's see if we can connect the dots here a little bit. Have you personally noticed the impact on your work life? Oh yeah. So like oh something like, you know, flu Hardy is a big like believer in too. And I am as well is like, okay, when you do these things, what have you noticed? Like, how do you work differently or how are your results different when you're doing these things versus when you're not? Yeah. So when I first started, right, I told you I wasn't in quota, like, and this was back when I was an SDR. So I totally wasn't hitting quota and quota was monthly. Um, and I really pushed myself to do this. And so after my first journal, which was 66 days, business days, I only do this during the week. The weekends are, you know, my playtime. So this is, this is when I go to focus. But after 66 consecutive business days, I increased my sales by over 700%. And that was all I needed to see. And I said, this is going to just continue to change my life. And it did. So once I was able to increase my sales and was able to see it, people were like, Melissa, what are you doing? All this, all that. And I'm like, well, I'm, I'm focusing on myself. And like, it was shocking. You know, they're like, why is this girl happy? (laughs) Sales development is really hard. And like, she smiles all the time. And it's just because I've made my life easier. And I took control over the things that I needed to. So that way, when I work, I wasn't stressed. You know, I was getting what I wanted to get done. And I was focused. And I was, you know, energized. And I was happy when I was making dials. And I was happy when I was making videos. And I was really thinking about accounts differently just because I was genuinely happier. I mean, that this might have to be the poster child episode for live better, sell better, because it's exactly <laughs> what I'm trying to get people to understand is like, when you take better care of yourself, yeah, the sales do get better. It's when you ignore yourself. It's actually when you beat yourself up that it all gets worse. And so that's amazing. 700%, a 7x increase. And, but I don't want this loss in here. Did y'all hear how happy she sounded? This isn't just about the sales result. This is about living happier, being happier, allows you to close more. Closing more isn't what makes you happier. It's the wrong 
order. Closing's fun, but it's not what makes you happy. You have to be happy to close more. So now let's flip it as we start to wrap up. So we talked the morning. Then is the evening routine similar? Is it different? Like then what's the, how do you wrap the day? Oh yeah. So my evening routine is, is just as critical as my morning routine. And so for, for, for me, what, or what we do is me and my fiance, he's also part of it. He's part of the train. Like he, he enjoys a night routine as well. Cause it helps him sleep. Like it just does winding down at night helps people sleep. And so before bed at nine o'clock, that's when we typically start to unwind. Um, we'll read the daily stoic, which is a really great book. It takes a minute to read it. And so we read it out loud. We'll talk about it. You know, sometimes it, some resonate more with us than others. Um, and then after that, we go and we meditate and we'll do a 10 minute meditation. Um, and it kind of looks different every night. You know, some nights we're doing more of like a yoga body movement meditation where I just want to stretch and, you know, kind of shake out my head and do things like that. Other times we'll do more breath work ones. And then other times we'll just lay and we'll determine what that looks like that, you know, right before, because every day is different. You know, you want to treat it as, as medicine. So what does my body need tonight? It just wants to lay. So I'm just going to lay. <laughs> like, um, and so we'll do a 10 minute meditation and then, you know, he'll go off and read or do whatever it is that like he wants to do. But for me, that's when I sit down with my sidekick journal, I plan out the night, the day before the morning before, and I'll also color in my boxes, which is my habit tracker. So that way I can go and say, wow, like, like, was this a really good day? How many boxes did I color in? And if it's a really full, you know, line, I'm, I'm, I'm really proud of myself. Like that feels really good. But then I'll also look at it and say, Ooh, when was the last time I watered my plants? Because I track that. I want my plants to live. And I'll say, Ooh, when was the last time I watered my plants? I didn't do it in three or four days. Let me put that on my morning calendar or, Ooh, when was the last time I cleaned the bathroom? Oh, let me do that. And I'll, I'll add it there. So the accountability tracker also helps me plan for the morning, the next morning. Um, and then, you know, obviously do my skincare routine and go to bed. <laughs> I got to take care of the skin and the face. Important. So no, and I, I love this, right. And uh, another thing that I, I gets picked up in here that I think more leaders could pay attention to, because you do it for yourself, but this is a huge part of teaching as well as the positive recognition. Yes. You give yourself positive recognition. You're saying, Hey, you did a good job. Hey, I'm proud of you. That was always something that I said with my team, but also made sure my team would say to themselves, when you do something well, say, I'm proud of you. Right. And you do that as a school teacher, you know, that like the positive recognition is actually how you're going to change behavior. Not just, Oh, you failed this test. And that's going to make it better. It's like, Hey, you're getting better. Oh, you nailed that one. I can see it clicking. And I wish more sales leaders understood that. That positive recognition drives behavior change more than just cracking the whip or thinking that quota is going to motivate them because that's not yeah. enough to, to do it. So holy smokes, smokes, this is everything I was hoping it would be and, and more. So as, <laughs> as we wrap, like any parting like thoughts or parting tips for people on like maybe how to start this or what got, you know, where to start with the routine so that they don't do the classic because I could also see this happening. They listen to your episode. Gosh, she's got a tracker and a psychic. <laughs> she's tracking her plants and her bathroom. I don't even know where my plants are right now. Like, how am I going to do this? How would you recommend someone starts kind of this process? Yeah. Um, so 
I mean, it, it took me a while to get here. And the only reason why it took me so long to get here or to where I've gotten is just because I became, I became really passionate about it and I felt the benefits of it. And so, you know, as cliche as this is, like choose one thing that you want to do, whether that's make your bed every day um, or maybe it's go for a walk in the mornings. Um, but you definitely need to also get better at waking up, stop hitting snooze you know, have that discipline instill in yourself. Like I, I do need more discipline. If I'm pressing snooze every morning and if I'm rolling out of bed and getting to work, like you need to have more discipline and discipline isn't a thing to be afraid of. It's something to be proud of. You know, it's, it's something that, you know, high sports performing people have. It's, it's what people who are very successful have, you know, and it's discipline. So if you're able to say, you know, okay, I really want to get started. Where should I start? You know, take a look around you and, and say, you know, what do I want to fix? You know, is it, is it, is it my space? Should I make my bed every morning? Is it my mind? Should I read every morning? Is it my body? Do I need to go for walks in the morning? So pick one of those things. Maybe it's a relationship and you want to get better at, you know, calling your sister, which I, I need to prioritize. Um, (laughs) So whatever that is, like choose one of those things um, and something that you, that you either like, or you think you're going to like. Mm -hmm. So for example, making your bed every morning, the day that you don't make your bed, you're going to be like, oh man, like, oh, like this isn't even that cozy anymore. Like, and you're going to want to make your bed because you've already made your life better by doing this habit every day, that the days that you don't do it, you're not going to ever want to do it again. You want to keep that habit strong. So choose things that you like and just, just do it one at a time. And if you need to get a journal or if you need something to help you, then Google it, go find resources. There's so many out there. And I've tried a lot. This one for me, the Morning Sidekick Journal by Habit Nest, they really should start sending them to me for free because I love them, Um, was a great starter for me. And they also have nighttime routine ones. Mm -hmm. So if maybe you're not morning and you're more of a night owl, then get the nighttime one. But figure out what's best for you. Should I do things in the mornings or should I do things at night? Or maybe I should do things at lunch, whatever that time is for you. Then start implementing those little habits one at a time and be proud of them and be proud of the discipline that you're instilling and be proud of it. You know, this isn't a chore. This is a key to freedom. I love it. I love it. And it's funny on the bed thing. It took me years, years (laughs) to adjust to not making the bed in the morning. So I get up before my wife. I can't make the bed when my wife's in the bed. (laughs) It took me years to like not freak out over the fact that I had gotten out of bed and not made the bed. And even now, if I'm walking around the house and it's middle of the day and it's not made, let me just make the bed real quick. So Melissa, this was phenomenal. Thank you. So where can people find you, follow you? Do you put content out? Like where can people get more Melissa Gaglione in their lives? Yeah, I mean, I post on LinkedIn. Um, I post just as they come. Like I recently posted about this 10 year anniversary that I had of, of when I was accepted into college. And I posted about the very, you know, random path that I took to get into sales. Um, so I just kind of, I post things just as they come. 
So whenever I'm feeling a certain way or if I learn something, I just post about it. But, you know, if you're ever interested in learning about habits, like just message me and we can talk about it. I love to talk. So, <laughs> Well, I appreciate you. I appreciate this talk. This was great. Thank you so much for your time, energy and insights. Thank you. Take care.